0: Welcome to Good People Talk, the podcast of the Good People Fund. In this episode, our guest is Rani Erez, CEO and co-founder of Kaima Be'erotayim, a GPF grantee. Kaima Be'erotayim is a nonprofit educational farm in Israel, founded by two generations of women to empower youth who are on the cusp of dropping out of school or are otherwise at risk. At the same time, the farm encourages responsible food production and consumption. Please see links in the show notes for more information. In the meantime, here's Ronnie in conversation with GPF Executive Director and co-founder Naomi Eisenberger.
1: Ronnie, tell us a little bit about the farm and about your family's involvement with the Kaima model.
0: Berotaim. Berotaim is the name of the Moshav that we are located in. We have a land here at the Moshav, my family. A few years ago, uh, my sister and I started thinking and asking ourselves, why do we live on such large land uh, and don't do anything without it? With it? This is land that is uh, meant for agricultural purposes, and uh, there is no agriculture here. While we were thinking about it, at the time, she met uh, Yoni, Yoni Effet from uh, Bedzait. She met him in a slow food uh, conference in Italy, and he spoke to her about what he's doing in Bedzait, and she immediately called me and uh, told me about it, and it was just like we found the answer. I come from the educational side uh, of Kaima. And uh, at the time, I was homeschooling my children, thinking that the education system does not uh, fit for everyone, and the children should have a choice. Uh, mm-hmm. There should be more options or more possibilities than just one. There is no one way to learn or one place you can learn in. There are so many possibilities and so many needs and no alternative. Coming from my educational side and uh, finding a very good purpose for the land, it was the perfect answer, Um, along with my mother, who just retired and took all the uh, bureaucracy from us, setting up the the amutah, the non-profit, and uh, handling the money and uh, everything that scared us then and left the agriculture and the education for us. It was uh, perfect. It became a family project on, uh, on our uh, land, and it felt and still feels
1: very good. You mentioned your mother and your whole family, and that I th- that was one of the things that always impressed me about, about kaima the Aero time, the fact that it mm-hmm. was... A family endeavor and that you decided together to do this your mother's okay. skills as an executive with Tanuva which is to our listeners you know probably one of the biggest companies in Israel okay, like the dairy and your skills as an educator mm-hmm. your father's skills in business and so forth that it really you had all the pieces to put this together it's one of the things that makes this program in Be'eru time so unique. I think that it's also
0: one of, of the strong points in our farm, something that all the visitors say that they feel and the think they are in our home. It's a family mm-hmm. structure that some, sometimes can give a new perspective on family and how relationships can uh, can happen in a family and um, how I act in someone else's ha- home, and how do I feel at home here. And uh, this is something that we, we achieve with all the visitors that we have. All our team can feel at home like they're uh, hosting in their own living room. And I, I think that the family structure
1: behind the project is is one of the strong points that we have. And the kids do see a functioning family working together, which for many of them is probably not what they're used to.
0: The family structure is is very strong here, but in Kaima in general. Uh, Maybe not the family structure of the team, but uh, relating to the family and letting the, the teens come home with success stories coming home with uh, vegetables that they grew, telling everyone how they do it uh, asking the telling us in the farm uh, what their mother is doing with some vegetable and taking taking it home to bring it back to us uh, cooked or mm. uh, whatever the mother uh, is doing with it and um Slowly letting the family in. Uh, they are very suspicious at start because it's one more place that the kid is starting, and it will not take long before he leaves. And all all those uh, thoughts. And after a month, they maybe they bring him to work and they come in to see where he's working. And maybe after they uh, they bring him and we will go out. Uh, you gave the farm manager or I will. We go out uh, to see who the father or mother is and uh, say, good morning, start a conversation Mm. and slowly Mm -hmm. letting the family in. We have stories about families that (laughs) <laughs> the whole family was around the farm. If the grandmother came to visit her grandson on Saturday, she left us uh, food on the fridge. She left us uh,
1: <laughs> the,
0: uh, frozen uh, things that she made, so we will have it for the whole
1: week. And uh, right. she, she was a part of the of the farm entirely. Can, I wanted to to ask you to share with us, perhaps. The stories of of one or two of the young people who have come to Kaima Bay or time, gone through the program and succeeded. If it was uh, more uh,
0: criminal uh, stories in the past when we started, now we are dealing uh, with more emotional problems. Maybe we'll start with one from the past, but uh, this is t- someone who is still in our life. He, he was, I think, uh, 16 when he started with um, no nothing in the horizon because of uh, his criminal acts, and he started the, the process with the army, but uh, after uh, he got arrested, uh, the army decided not to recruit him. He got arrested for something that he couldn't, he wasn't proud of, he didn't want to talk about it, very few people knew about it. So it it got him into a very difficult uh, social uh, setting because he couldn't tell his friends, he didn't want to tell his friends anything, and he didn't want to tell anyone that the army decided not to recruit him. He wanted the chance to change it and to, uh, to close the case against him as soon as possible so he can uh, get back, as, as he said, it to his life. And uh, he was in this situation for about a year and a half when he was here. And this was, uh, it became the only place that he went to, it, but his family, his family. His uncles, his aunts, everyone, his grandparents, everyone was around him, but he didn't meet any friends his age, didn't relate to anyone. And the only place for him to meet other teens, to do something that he felt good about, and to get everything that he needed for his self-esteem, to feel that he can still do something uh, was here with us, and he is very, very connected to us until now. Uh, he's here a lot. He's here at uh, Friday evenings for dinner. is very connected mm. to the family and to the farm. After a year and a half, uh, the file, the, the case against him was closed with a mm. recommendation from us, and after uh, we took part in uh, telling about the change that he made, telling about the way that we know him, giving him a place to be out of the street. And in this in this case and in many other cases, uh, off the phone, which is mm. a very powerful tool and it can lead to very bad um, connections. So keeping him off the street and off the phone was everything that he needed from us. Still in touch, the young members of the team
1: that came with him, that became his, his closest friends. And this is just one young man it's out amazing. of so many.
0: Out of almost uh, 200 that worked with us, 200 experience. have
1: gone like through the program. Just in uh, just Beiro time. Just in Beiro time, yes. How long do they usually spend on the farm?
0: Next month in November. One will be with us two years. She started mm. at 14. She's 60 now. Mm. Um, and she is staying. She will not leave uh, anytime soon. The the work itself is very hard, and it does not fit anyone. What keeps uh, making everyone, the grown-ups, the teens, come back is the personal connection. And when we have mm-hmm. a good personal connection and we can hold it, Although that, even if the work if the work stops, the personal connection uh, will probably stay, and most of them are still in touch. I, I keep touch with the, mm-hmm. a lot of things that were in the farm, but the personal connection will bring them back. Morning after morning, August, February, <laughs> the right. coldest
1: or the the hottest day,
0: they will be with us.
1: Tell us a little bit about what a typical day is like.
0: Okay. Uh, we
1: start the day at 7.30. We
0: we are doing it early and in the mornings on purpose because it should be a place to wake up in the morning to go to like every other workplace. Um, at uh, 7.30, uh, everyone starts to come in. At 7.45, we have a board with all the missions for the day, Uh, we work until nine. During that time, we have one or two people that are making breakfast for everyone. And at nine, we sit together to eat. This is a very, very important part of the day. We have half an hour that we Mm -hmm. sit together. We don't talk about work. A very, very nice gathering, and everyone knows what they love to eat, and we know what they they love or or don't like to eat, and Around 9.30, we go back to the field until 12 for mm-hmm. another 15-minute uh, uh, sh- short recess, and then we work until uh, 2. Uh, we divide into uh, uh, smaller teams or or maybe do the, the task uh, everyone together because it should be done like that sometimes, but a very important part of the day, the real work was the talk that we had. Along the way, a lot of agricultural things happened, but uh, this is our day. We take into consideration the people, how we should team up, who should work with whom. Everything is taken into consideration, and still all the agricultural work that is needed to be done is done. So it's it's most of the day, But still, a lot of other things uh, happen. Everything is very um, relaxed, Mm -hmm. and uh, it can be very difficult because we don't work. We almost don't have any machinery in the field. We do have a lot of physical work, a lot of hard work, Mm -hmm. physical labor.
1: I want to talk a little bit about the the CSA component of of, mm. CHI, of all the the community supported agriculture. agriculture. Yeah.
0: I think it's particularly important for all communities. Uh, CSA means that there is a mutual relationship between the the farmer and community. So this is a mutual relationship between farmer and community. The customers, it's important to them if we change money in our community. Uh, how many times the same shekel or dollar will will get back to us if we buy from people in our community? Uh, how much time we save on uh, selling outside, on driving outside, on finding customers outside our community uh, just to have everything that we can have in our community. And if we save the time, we have time for our families, for our children, for our neighbors, for uh, things other than work. So right. uh, I think that the community part is very, very important for all of us. It's very important uh, for non-profits, uh, as you said, because the commi- commitment of the community to the non-profit or to the goal is uh, it can help the the non-profit but uh, I hope I wish and I hope that we are doing enough that it will be more to to develop the debt part uh, of the CSA um, we have a lot of events, and uh, we speak to them uh, every time with every group. Uh, to give another way of, of looking at it, of looking of how we can help each other and not do anything special about it, because I do need vegetables, so why don't talk to the farmer? I do need insurance, right. so I don't talk to my neighbor. I do need, we, we talk about it a lot.
1: I think that, you know, that was something that certainly impressed me was that the farm seemed to be sort of, you were trying to become the heart of the community. And by having that beautiful space for events and hearing that, you know, on Fridays, people came to the farm to maybe pick up their basket, sit and have a cup of coffee, enjoy some of the fresh vegetables Hosting groups, I see that as a as a as a wonderful secondary benefit of, of the model. Okay. Let's just touch briefly before we finish up here. You know, COVID is almost two years with us. How has it directly affected the farm?
0: Yeah, I think that um, the the pandemic um, made us stronger. Because the, work, the agricultural work and the educational work is defined as uh, how do you say that this this is work that we can't give up on that must go on. Mm-hmm. We couldn't stop, and uh, we we were approved. We had an approval to work. So even in the quarantines, the teens had a place to come to, and they felt uh, very good with themselves. They had. Uh, the written approval that they can be on the road, that they can go to work, that they mm-hmm. are needed. And uh, they need, they showed it uh, to the police on the way that they have an approval to be out, outside their home. Right. And they felt very, very important uh, because of it. And um, because they didn't have school, they came uh, to the farm every day that we worked. Uh, usually they are with us two, three days a week Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, during the pandemic they were with us all the time. They were uh, sleeping at the farm at times because their Mm. parents couldn't come and get them. The the team became uh, stronger during the time and we also had uh, more baskets because people couldn't go to buy uh, everything that they wanted or were, were afraid to go to go outside the house, the home. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a lot more baskets uh, during the time. So with everything going around around us and uh, it, being a part of it, and uh, it was affecting us because we had uh, we had to measure a fever and uh, not to have any events during this that time. Financially was. Uh, uh, not very good for us, but um, mm. we, we are now getting up from that. The, the stronger team and the stronger sales were, uh, of baskets were very good for us, and it left us with um, with a strong with, with a strong team that some of them are still with us. Uh, mm. Those are the ones that I talked about before that they are almost uh, two years, uh, one one and a half. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, for for very long periods of time, because the connection, not only to the farm but between themselves, is very good.
1: I think that your experience is similar to almost every other grantee that we have. That coming out of this, and we're certainly not mm-hmm. completely out of it, but that it, it it ended up being mixed blessing. What I would call mixed blessings. That yes. many many of our grantees came out stronger. I'm sure that for Kaima Bay realtime it's it's going to be new challenges that I, I'm positive you're going to be able to you're going to be able to deal with what keeps you awake at night
0: can can now that now that um, I think this is the second year that we can feel the weather changing climate uh, changing it's not just mm-hmm. the weather the climate is changing and uh, I, I feel that everything that we learned, we self-taught ourselves, The the old agricultural part, we learned a lot from other people, but uh, everything that we know about our land and what is good in our field keeps changing again for the second year. We can see w- what happens and we can react to it. But we can't change it, and we need to react to this
1: Thank you so much for, not only for your time, and most of all for the beautiful work that you and your entire family are doing. Thank
0: you. Thank you for this conversation and for everything that uh, you are a part of, I think, that uh, you know longer work so well because you're a really big part of it and making it possible. Erev Tov. Erev tov,